Talk Radio with the best host in the biz. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7 the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
And then we come to find out that the president dictated the health to the man. So it is odd uh, that we find ourselves in this situation uh, that the, these people are coming out of the woodwork for a second act. Uh, first of all, uh, good evening, James. Good evening, everybody. Hey, you know, I was reading that today, and I'm like, he dictated the letter himself. And I'm like, and I like that doesn't surprise me. He wants to run everything. And it seems like along the way he's pissing people off at the same time. And one thing I know about people, when you piss them off, they piss back. So now I'm just curious to see how far this is going to go now and everything. Because, like, you're right, this guy was out of the picture, and all of a sudden he's back in the picture. Now the question is, at the end of the day, what, what is his agenda? He ain't doing this to be a concerned citizen. So the question is, what is what, what, what is his agenda? What 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 he want out of this? Because he could have kept quiet, could have left everything alone and everything, but he refused to do that. So somewhere down the road, this relationship, something will happen between these two and everything. And one thing about life, you just can't go around and do what you want to do with people, use them, and just drop them, get rid of them. Stuff like that. Some people going to want payback. Some people going to want revenge. And to me, it sounds like this is a little revenge thing. And you write about also, too, about different characters. If this was a movie, this would be a saga because they have different characters. Every time you turn around, somebody's name is coming up, somebody new or old character reappearing. It's like a bad episode of Dallas, the TV show. It's like, who shot JR? And when this thing go down, that's going to be the question. Who put a sh- who who shot JR in this whole episode? D, <laughs> uh, it is uh, becoming comical. So uh, here you are with the doctor suggesting uh, that some of uh, the president's henchmen uh, went into his office and uh, rambled and got the president's personal information. And then he comes out and suggests now that this man dictated uh, his health report to him while he was downstairs in in a limo circling the building. You know, I'm much more bizarre than this stuff is. <laughs> Woo, Brian, that's the word, man. The word is bizarre. It doesn't get no better than this now. I'm, I'm in, I'm in, uh, in agreement with Nate. You know, uh, this is a sitcom. Um, we're 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 begotten, we're beginning to be at the end of season one. Season two is going to be the opening of the findings yeah. from uh, Bob Mueller. Season two, but you know, um, you know, you know, when you look back at candidate Trump, and when everybody from Trump University said that you know, um, they, they were made promises that didn't that didn't filter through. Stormy Daniels were made promises that didn't filter through. I'm thinking that this doctor was also made promises in the way of payment that didn't filter through. You know, if you if you say this about me, uh, a million dollars will get somebody's attention. Uh, when his description of Donald Trump's health was so juvenile that I don't think it really in, impressed anybody. Uh, anybody with half a brain knew that that was Donald Trump's word, basically. You know, 
That's uh, that, that's the way he talks. He talks and riddles and rhymes and repeats himself and and uh, un well thought out sentences. So uh, you know, and so for for the doctors to flip on him, if that's the case, uh, you know, last year we were talking about enjoying the steak. Well, you know, the entree is real good. You know, the appetizer, the appetizer is real good. And so we, when we get to the entree. Uh, somebody, you know, we got room for everybody at this table. Just pull up and and, and enjoy some of this steak that's about to be served in season two. Thank you, y'all. It, it is just uh, chaotic. I mean, here you have a man who cannot complete his administration. Uh, more than fifty or more people have um, resigned or been fired uh, from his cabinet. Uh, since uh, a year or so ago, and um, people in his personal life are either being indicted or coming back to tell us the, the ridiculous things that he's done that nobody else has done. I mean, you know, you, we would go crazy if another president had dictated to their doctor what to say about their health, what leads you to believe what kind of mental state this man is in. Uh, you know, if, he, if you're in a position where you don't even let your doctor, who looks bizarre in the first place, this dude looks like he should be in, in somebody's movie theater uh, the way he looks. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not sure if I, based on his appearance, would I even let him be my doctor in the first place. He looks more like a psychiatrist uh, than a medical doctor. And so, um, we find that this guy is now coming back on the stage uh, to uh, to really just flip on the president, which is going to make his lawyer, make it easy for his lawyer to do the same thing. Uh, I have a new number on. I'm going to give the last four digits of your number, and please give us your name and where you're calling from. We're just talking today about the kind of bizarre things that are um, going on around our president and whether or not we can trust him going into this uh, most important meeting with with North uh, with uh, Korea, North Korea, five one uh, five one, excuse me, seven one five one. Give us your name and where you call him from. Good evening, and how's everyone doing? This is Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> you flipped the script on me, Cheryl. <laughs> I'm calling from a landline number. Um, okay. I, I got to hear the tail end of, I think, what Nate was saying, and um, and I kind of briefly heard a little bit about, you know, what you were saying about how the doctor kind of changed his story to say that what was reported was actually what Donald Trump wanted to have reported. Am I correct to say that? Right, he dictated the 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 doctor is now saying that uh, some of the some of Donald Trump's henchmen raided his office and took um, reports out of his office, and he went on to say that Donald Trump dictated to him what he wanted in his presidential health report, and. Uh, and Cheryl, if you've seen this man, he has his long gray hair, 
and he just looked like uh, something you would see in a double, 007 movie. I mean, he's just a real bizarre-looking kind of character. And, I, and you know, uh, I, like I said, he looks more like a a, um, a psychiatrist than a medical doctor. I did have the um, opportunity to see him. And to go along with that and to say that, then that means that you are putting down something and that you are not following your ethical code, which is taken as a doctor. You, I don't care who it is. You don't put down what someone else suggests that you put down. Um, right. But as we know that with Donald Trump is you do as I tell you to do, and if you don't, that there are repercussions. So with that being said, that, you know, people are doing these things for the money. And just like I think it was said that if you don't do um, what I asked you to do, then um, I'm coming back for you. And evidently the doctor has flipped the script, flipped the script and is coming back at Donald Trump for whatever that reason may be. But just like I heard Nate say, and him doing that, you better believe that it's going to come back on the doctor as well, meaning Donald Trump going to try to do whatever he can to get back at him. And, I mean, this is a circus. And we can clearly see that this has really become a circus. This has nothing to do with the agenda that needs to be taken care of, the things that we are facing, this has a lot to do with you do as I say you do, and if you don't, guess what? You're fired. Yep. So, uh, let me come back to you right quickly. Here is a man who talks all year long or maybe a couple of years about the poor health of, of Hillary Clinton and how uh, she did not have the energy uh, to be our president, but yet we didn't get a clear report from his own doctor. So even now we still don't know what the health of this man is uh, because we didn't get uh, a, a, an opinion from a health professional. Now I've heard since then he has been um, been um, worked on and taken care of by the doctors at the White House, but, I mean, this just goes to show you that nothing this man says can truly be believed when he are, we find that uh, people around him are coming out and telling us a different story. Well, um, then, you know, you're absolutely right. Um, you got to go back to what President Obama said, that this person was not fit. The president of the United States. That's the same thing that Cheryl just said. Also, um, you know, uh, you know, he didn't want to show us his um, his taxes, which means that you know he just is broke. That is, most people think he is, and he's, he's going to use government to come up. That was the whole idea. Um, his agenda was nothing. It was, it was script written probably by Steve Bannon. I mean, you cannot forget this dude. 
Steve Bannon was 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 the internet. Okay, Donald Trump was just somebody who couldn't be bought. All right. So and then lastly, uh, go back, go back to uh, go back to where uh, the the inauguration, the inaugural uh, the inauguration, where uh, you can see the look on President Obama's face. And uh, uh, Ivanka Trump, his wife, she the look on their face like, you know, y'all really don't know what you're getting into. But uh, for for the lack of a better explanation, the people had spoken. Uh, the, the, the the president of the of the United States, the forty fifth president, was selected, not elected, and I think that's what we're having to deal with. Thank you. Cassie, uh, you know, as we listen to this. Yeah, and, and I know that um, you try to stay away from some of this, but you have to admit that some of this stuff is just laughable. Uh, to have a doctor come back and tell everybody that you dictated the the uh, report that he wrote, and I mean, who does that? I mean, why why would you need to dictate your health report? to somebody uh, that you feel comfortable enough to be your doctor so he cannot express your health uh, on his own. Good afternoon, everyone. And, James, I'm glad to know that you guys are on the air today. And I am really enjoying everyone's comment. And I can only say that I am praying for our president, and that's my comment. Thank you. <laughs> and, Kathy, I know you're praying for him, but don't you feel some frustration when this stuff comes out? I mean, here you are. Now you're talking about the doctor. Uh, four or five weeks ago we were talking about a payoff made to his to a woman who uh, was a porn star. I mean, this stuff can has to frustrate the American public a little bit that this kind of stuff comes out about him. I mean, could you imagine if this kind of stuff was leaking out about our President um, Obama and what would have been done to him had he given 130000 to a porn star? Well, see, now you're going into if. It could have, it would have, it should have, but it didn't happen like that. So I cannot, that's my speculation. So I cannot comment on that. Now, no, me personally, I'm not going to let myself get upset and in a, a frenzy about what uh, this particular person is doing and what's going on because, you know, that's worry, and then when you worry, you begin to stress, and when you begin to stress, your body begins to ache, and things begin to happen to you. So my stance is just to pray. That's all I can do, but I am enjoying the comments that are being said. Thank you, James. <laughs> well, Kathy, i got to go at you one more time. What about the clergy? What about the clergy who supported this man? Do you think they don't deserve, uh, the American public don't deserve them to come out and to say uh, they are disappointed or they they made a mistake? Uh, is the clergy not willing to, to, to step up and say, hey, 
this man did not does not have the moral values uh, that our previous president had. Uh, uh, something what they 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 portrayed this man as a great Christian. What what about that? Don't don't we need to hear from them? Well, I can only think of a scripture where it says he. Without sin, let him be the first to cast the stone. And um, I know we've all sinned and we've all did wrong. We've all lied and said things. So, again, my stance is just to pray. All right. Uh, Nate, what, what are your thoughts about what I'm saying? That all those clergy who came out and told us how great this man was and how great a Christian he was, where, where are those people now? I bet they're saying three words, Lord have mercy. And, you know, my my thing is when you, before you endorse somebody, know something about them and everything like that. And because I'm not going to endorse nobody uh, without first finding out about them. But uh, just like um, um, Michelle just said, um, was, it, was, it, was Michelle was the last uh, speaker? Was it um, George? Which one? Who's the last speaker was? Captain said, "You know, at the end of the day, we just gotta pray about pray about that aspect of it because you know, I you know, I could throw rocks all day long, but people could throw rocks uh, um um same way at me and everything like that. So we just we just need to be praying for them. But at the same time, at the end of the day, we need to know who we endorse. You know, especially being in the uh, in the clergy, we need to be prayed up and fast up. So before we go around here endorsing people and everything like that, and it's and it's a lot of the uh, um." Evangelicals, you know, of a certain persuasion that that was endorsing him. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't the old clergy that was endorsing him. It, it, it was a certain persuasion that was endorsing him. If you know what I mean. So, um, you 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 get what you endorse. You endorse for him. This, this is what we got. So, I mean, what can they really say? You know, they got to ride the storm out just like the rest of the rest of us do. You know. So that and at the end of the day, I'm gonna say this: serve them right. You know, that's what you get. You know, you you endorse a bad product. That's what you die at the end of the day, a bad product. Thank you. When you look at this, um, G, and we see Paul Ryan uh, saying he's not going to run for another term, and you're having four or five individuals who dropping out and saying they're not going to run for another term. And I know you have questioned the clergy, uh, where are they now, uh, as all these things come come out. how should these people be addressed uh, when uh, the next time come around? Do you think they're going to be supportive of Trump uh, as vocally as they were this time when uh, the, the second term, uh, when we get into November? No, they, they won't. Um, I think uh, I think they they got smacked in the mouth this time. Um, so much so where uh, they won't, they, they're not going to admit also, which is more important than to me, and to you, because you, you used to say it all the time, which is more importantly is they won't admit that they made a mistake. That, that, that's what gets me. All right? So, and so, and, but they have this history of thinking that you you will forget in a, in a couple of years about what they have done. They think hardly on us as people of color and anybody else who they can bamboozle, they bang hard on that we have a that we have a selective memory. 
uh, or short-term memory. Because they'll be back. They'll be back, back in somebody else, like um, uh, uh, that, 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 the woman that they back with the key party up in, in Alaska. They'll find somebody. They'll find, you know, it, it probably could have been uh, Sherry Huckabee Sanders, but she done lied so much for him that um, she won't be a viable candidate. But they'll find somebody else to groom, and they, and they will bet all in that we will forget how they – uh, did this time around, so it's all it's, it's all yet to be seen. Thank you. Uh, Cheryl, it, it's going to be pretty amazing uh, to, you know, normally when people put their names on the line uh, for people, uh, they are they're concerned about how those people are portrayed or how those people are talked about, but literally you can. The clergy is not saying a word. Uh, they're not um, sharing their thoughts or giving uh, their commitment or uh, dedication to Trump. They're just remaining quiet. Well, you know, sometimes when you don't have anything good to say or you know that you can't direct them in a way that they, you know, you would love to see them go, then that's where I think the silence come in at. I mean, because no matter what may be said, um, we're clearly looking at a person that has their own agenda. And you know how that's just like um, we as people. Some people, you know, we say, well, we can't tell them anything. Ain't no sense in us even trying to waste our breath. And that clearly can be the case in this um the you know in this situation as well sometimes we got to know when to talk and sometimes we have to know when to be quiet because talking at the wrong time may not just get us anywhere in fact it may get us somewhere where we don't really want to go so i kind of see you know some some of this silentness is for a reason All right, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and continue our conversation.
of the world to take my rightful place among the stars, the woman that does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but create my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those yet to dream to greatness. I am the mother of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth, igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. I am this woman that ascends the expectation of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman who does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but creates my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those to dream. I am the woman of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth. Igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman.
come back, and I have to ask you guys your opinion on this. Uh, D, what what is your opinion on Kanye West and uh, his uh, need to uh, be connected with Donald Trump and coming out and suggesting that slavery was a choice? James, uh, uh, Kanye West, uh, he's not right. Um, he hadn't, he really hadn't been mentally right since the passing of his mom. Uh, so the thing that he does, um, I, I wouldn't, you know, black people shouldn't put too much uh, credit in the thing that he does because we know him and we know his 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 history and his background. Uh, the damage that it does is that it fuels. Uh, the opinion of uh, of white America when he uh, takes that that posture or uh, that mindset and, and feeds that into the narrative that, that Donald Trump and, and his followers want to uh, want to uh, say that is an actual fact. So, yeah, but uh, Kanye West, West in, in, in himself is not a, not right in his own mind. Uh, he's had he's had issues. He, he You know, I, I'm finding it more and more difficult uh, to take him seriously. Comes out and he says these bizarre things, and he had this mental breakdown on stage um, maybe a year or so ago. And uh, now that he's married to Kim Kardashian, uh, that somehow or another this this man is built, bent on destruction. I mean, to come out and suggest that. African Americans chose to get on those slave ships uh, is uh, ridiculous, uh, Cheryl. And it's seemingly this man is uh, he is just uh, on the edge of uh, being bizarre. Well, when I look at him, I look at, you know, that he has a lot of problems and those Issues have not been dealt with. Um, and just like Dee was just saying about, you know, the passing of his mother, um, it just seems as though everything about him has just been thrown out of balance. And I can understand, and I have witnessed people who go into different states with the losing of, with the loss of a loved one. Some people go in denial. Some people go in deep depression. Some people are just all over the place, you know. And what he is, he's not, he has not been given the proper tools to manage his situation for in order to help it to be better or the skills, you know, in which to use to make it better. So sometimes when we look at the as you said, the bizarreness of an individual, it's not that they want to be that way. It's that they don't know how to be any other way or they've gotten so caught up with whatever's going on for them that they find themselves in a dark spot. And I just think that right now, you know, that's where he's found himself as bright as the colors could be and the designs that he make or whatever, um, and the day is, 
sometimes we just not as bright in the end you know the light is very dim for him in many um situations you know when they talked about him early on being such a genius um Cassie, and that he was uh somebody uh people were really looking um looking at for answers he has just become a uh you know someone that uh, we we find to be appalling that he just he looks to go in the opposite direction no matter what is going on you know i remember Kathy, he almost had a, a breakdown on stage i think out there in your direction i know you may not follow him uh but uh he literally couldn't finish a concert and now with him gravitating toward um President Trump and making these statements about slavery, I'm not sure where he, what direction he's trying to go in. Yeah, again, that's another person where he's on my prayer list, you know, and um, sometimes when people have money, um, they don't have anybody, or, or they do have people around them trying to give them wise counsel and to talk to them, but because of the status that they have and the money that they have, they don't listen to what other people say. I mean, but I, I give him credit for coming out and saying whatever it is he wants to say, because if you think about it, uh, so many people are behind the scenes um, uh, through the blogs and different things saying what it is that they wish that they could come forefront and say. And so for that reason, I give him a little bit of credit for being able to come forth and say whatever it is that's on his mind. But, yes, he, I believe he does need some sort of help. Somebody needs to come alongside of him and, and uh, walk with him um, through this time of his life. And I, like I think it was Deanstra both said that, you know, uh, the transition began when his mom passed and uh he he just probably never really got over that. I mean, he's he's a genius. He's very creative. He knows how to market himself. He knows how to make money, which is when I don't believe that about him being broke or um, going into bankrupt. I don't believe it. But I do believe that he needs someone, someone sincere, someone with a great heart to come alongside of him and uh, walk with him through this time. Yeah, in a time when we need uh, to to know our history better, and we need people who historians to give us some insight into what took place and how it took place and all of those things, but to make a suggestion that somehow or another there were Africans who who literally chose to be captured and to be dragged to a a ship and uh, be taken to a place they didn't even know is just uh, ridiculous. And uh, certainly over my years of uh, being educated and my years of being an adult, I have never had anybody make such a a suggestion related to uh, African-Americans and slavery. Uh, You know, we have to be real careful about the kind of information we put out there if we're not, if we're not, if we're not aware of who we are and where we came from. 
I'm going to take another short break, and we'll come back and continue our conversation. So, what do you want to do? I'm here, baby. I'm ready, baby.
Love and Reflection by James T. Deshay. Love I Will Always Keep In life, we come to love many things over the course of a lifetime, many of which don't make it to that unforgettable place within our spirit. We are subject to many truly stimulating experiences throughout the journey of our individual lives, but those experiences don't become reoccurring daily moments. You, on the other hand, have stolen a place in my heart that will never be relinquished to another. I find myself unable to confine my thoughts of you to my past. I am destined to take you and the love you have shared with me on an unbounded journey of life while never spending a moment not treasuring the love you have given me. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 Eastern, Eastern Time. I look forward to you being a part of the audience. This is a place where your voice can be heard loud and clear. If you're tired of living paycheck to paycheck and wish to change your quality of life and increase your monthly cash flow, please call 407-459-4827. That's 407-459-4827. This system will truly change your life. Please visit my website, James T. Deshay, the number two dot com. That's James T. Deshay, the number two dot com. If you enjoy my poetry, please hit the like button and subscribe. I look forward to you becoming a part of my listening audience. You know, as we go forward, we have to ask ourselves how much of a pass are we supposed to give people who have a platform where their voice can be heard uh, across the world. So, D, uh, should we continue to give Kanye West a pass when he sticks his foot in his mouth? Well, um, I don't know. I, I, when you say Kanye, should we give him a pass? I, I don't know any way that he can be corrected, actually. Uh, he's married to a... Uh, Supermodel slash porn star slash anything else, and uh, so he's uh, he's pretty much out of reach. Uh, he doesn't he don't have any identity, so I think he's uh, kind of out of reach for anybody to even, even talk to him. Thank you. You know, but it is important, and I'm just gonna go on record as saying it. It is important that, that those who have of uh, the ear of the media. Make sure that they say the kind of things that are going to um, help people of color move forward. And if you're not going to um, correct yourself or or you're not going to go find out the truth, you have an obligation just to keep your mouth quiet. You know, there are a lot of millionaires uh, who are who are of color who don't go around saying anything uh, which is better than saying something that is derogatory. So, Cheryl, in my mind, you know, you have to be careful when you have a platform that's going to go to millions of people. 
you have an obligation to do some research and give a reason why you would suggest such a thing if you are going to open your mouth. You're so right. Um, You know, and when saying something that you don't have facts on can be very reckless because once it's put out there, it's no way of taking it back because now you have already planted seeds in the minds of those who've heard it, those who are talking about it, and it becomes conversation just like it is right now, conversation. So, yeah, we have to be very careful as to what we say, how we say it, um, because whether we know it or not, we are affecting someone, and someone is always watching us. So we have to, in that sense, you know, be an example. And um, I'm just not thinking that he's put a lot of thought to the things in his actions that he has been displaying, and I'm talking about Kanye West. Um, because if he had, he would tone down a lot of it based upon the fact that, you know, I have a wife, I have children, that people will associate that, you know, to them because I'm the father, you know. So, um, and like the word says, that tongue can be very, very rudely. Yep. So we do, you know, they do have an obligation. We're supposed to pray for Kanye, uh, but sometimes these people put themselves in these situations, and then they they find themselves uh, being criticized uh, by people, and they won't come back and you know say that they made a mistake. You know, um, you cannot put yourself out there to be against the majority, and then want people. Uh, to give you a pass. If not us, who? (laughs) (laughs) If not us, who? I mean, you know, everybody makes mistakes. And, again, I I truly believe, and and I, I heard what Cheryl said about him and his family, but I think, you know, I, I truly believe that um, that they have something to do with the Kardashians have something to do with it because if you just think about it, nobody has said anything about what he has said as far as his family is concerned. And you know how vocal they are. You know how they're they're really outspoken and they always have something to say. For them not to say anything, it, it puts a question in my mind. But I don't like to to um, to ponder too much on things these worldly things. You know what I'm saying? Because in actuality, um, it's neither here nor there. All I can do as a person is to pray for him, and that is that he comes to the realization of what he's saying. And if he do come back and apologize, then that's fine. But if he does not. That's something that he has to deal with because if you think about it, all of us, you know, we there are times that we get in play in places to where um, there are things that's going on in our lives to where you know we wish we had somebody on the side of us to come and tell us, hey, this is wrong, that is right, you know, I need you pray, let's pray about it, let's go forth and you change and do something. But most of the times we don't, 
and then we sit there and we ponder on these things, and then um, we make mistakes. But that's why we have each other, so that we, if we do make a mistake, then there is a correction of somebody alongside of us. Again, it goes back to the money part. When you have money, people believe that they're untouchable, but they're not untouchable because every tree bears new uh, new leaves every season. So, all right, we're going to take a final break, and we're going to come back and allow everyone to have their final say.
James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. Uh, Cheryl, what, what are your final thoughts this evening? You know, as I thought about a lot of the things that um, that I was in on, on the conversation, and is that, you know, we can all set example by the way that we carry ourselves, and we can be mentors to others. You know, whether we are doing it through our actions or whether we're doing it verbally with someone else, that we can make a difference in their lives where the things that we see before us in the chaos, we can help prevent those things if we become involved in another person's life. So as I always say, you know, whatever we're doing, we can always do more. All right. Uh, Cassie, your final thoughts this evening? I just like to quote um, a scripture at the Bible. It says, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. So if one of our brothers or sisters are falling or failing or having issues, then we as the other brother or sister needs to go to their aid in whatever capacity um, that we can. So that's what we can do. We can't go physically to these people, but we can go spiritually to them in the spirit. So thank you, James. A great show. I love you guys. Um, I love you. Bye. All right. Thank you, Cassie. All right, Cassie, I want you to know I'm moving forward, and we're going to try to um, to do um, a, um, Facebook Live starting the 1st of uh, of June. Uh, so look forward to that. I'm having some people come in and help me and get all the equipment that I need. Uh, so just know that when you make statements or you give suggestions, people are listening. Uh, um, D, your final thought for this evening? Yes, Jane, I'd like to piggyback on both what the sheriff said and the cat said. Uh, you know, uh, this being a year of exposure, uh, we have been uh, a lot of things has become evident to us, and uh, you know, and uh, a lot of times uh, people just don't know how to act, and they they don't have a clue on how they should conduct themselves. And so I think uh, we should be the uh, the voices in our actions and our words with intent to try to help steer people in the right direction. Because I think that's what this presidency and and what God has bestowed upon us, I think that's the whole lesson behind all of that, that we have failed to be our brother's keepers. And so I think that we should do so with intent to have a positive outcome on the, on the other side, on the back end of all of this. Thank you. Uh, it is so important for us to recognize that being on this platform, we're here for a reason, and the reason why I say that is because we we need to really think about, and I ask all of my callers to be honest uh, when they're on the show and share their 
their backgrounds and their feelings, and because you want people to really benefit uh, from the things that we share, and if we share them honestly, then I think we we can be appreciated and respected for that. When we say things haphazardly and not recognize the kind of pain that it can cause, and this is what I'm saying to you about Kanye. Kanye's platform is huge, and he needs to uh, go out and find people who uh, he can trust uh, to give him an evaluation on whether or not what he's saying makes sense before he says it. Uh, Because there are too many people impacted by his statement when they're so uh, wrong and uh, not done with with some type of intellect uh, involved. So that's my statement. Again, we're here seven days a week, guys, and I look forward to you coming in and calling in and giving your opinion. Uh, the number is 657-383-0309. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Look forward to talking with you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Father, help your children and don't let them Of the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place in their hearts Jesus is love And I know He forever ah, in my heart. We've got to walk on, walk on through. Temptation for love and his wisdom will be our open hand. I know the truth and his word will be our salvation. Lift up our hearts to be thankful. Jesus is me.